Hello everyone and welcome to yet another uh, season review and this time we are going to talk about Tottenham my favorite club and we have uh, KV with us who is a big Tottenham fan hey KV hey Supreet love the way you introduce Tottenham why do you sound like that Tottenham have had a good season right yeah man our worst season and we still finish above Arsenal <laughs> did you end, end it with the trophy let's not get there it's 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 becoming a common theme. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's uh, uh, kind of start discussing. Uh, you know, firstly, how the season started, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, let's talk about transfers. And obviously, there was a lot of excitement amongst Spurs fans uh, with all the summer signings, right? Uh, Hoybier coming in, uh, uh, Matt Doherty from Wolves. Um, Johart obviously on a free transfer as a backup goalie, and then the two big ones, uh, Regulion from uh, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm right, and uh, Bale as well yeah. uh, on loan from Real Madrid. Um, what did you think of, you know, how how Tottenham went about their transfers? Did they get all the players they uh, needed to fill in at important positions? And uh, do you th- and, and and do you think all of these transfers have Justified themselves, and and another name that I missed is Vinicius. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay, uh, so at the beginning of the season, obviously uh, there were three key positions, or rather four key positions that uh, Tottenham needed to strengthen. One obviously is a right back position, given the inconsistencies of Aurier and uh, Doherty was Mourinho's choice. Uh, apparently, he was Mourinho's target, and yeah. uh, Daniel Levy got him. Uh, hmm. and but was he bought bought in as a backup to Aurier or or was he supposed to be first? He choice? was supposed to be first choice. Unfortunately, that didn't turn out quite well um, because I think uh, in in the first half of the season, I I believe Aurier was pretty good, uh, pretty consistent as well. I, I mean, uh, there were still some silly mistakes, but uh, you, you could blame the entire team for that. Uh, but then I guess uh, he sort of, I mean, the thought was that with him carrying so much of experience, uh, it would be a seamless transition that he would fit into the Spurs model. But uh, I guess what they didn't sort of t- uh, take into calculation is the fact that he's always played in a, a back five uh, as a wing back. So, um, which was not how Mourinho set his team up. And certainly, uh, for someone who's played in that uh, type of a lineup, uh, it, it sort of sort of became difficult for him. But you know, I, I would expect any quality player, any quality uh, right back, to sort of uh, you know fall back into a four-four-two when required. Because I mean, all the main job is to defend, right? I know we sort of tweak the yeah. system to make them play uh, to their strengths and ensure they're up the pitch. But uh, they essentially they are. They are a defender, so uh, I guess that was a miscalculation, and uh, probably this was not uh, taken into consideration. I know he was available for thirteen million dollars, which seemed like a steal at that time. Uh, but then, yeah, it, it quite didn't work out. But I think another key position that we had to strengthen, and there were, I mean, people were just crying uh, out for this, was a centre back. Uh, yeah, we did bring on Joe Roden, uh, a young Welsh centre-back, uh, you know, who f- did fairly well. Uh, 
but then he was you know he was brought in with a mind that he would take a season or two to develop and then slot in mm-hmm. and play more yeah. as a backup rather than a uh, you know as a first choice uh, center back so uh, that i mean we were so close with uh, milan skriniar of inter milan uh, who had a terrific season mm-hmm. for that but i guess uh, it all came down to the price i guess uh, Spurs couldn't agree a deal, and uh, Mourinho wanted Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz wanted to come to Spurs, uh, and then we couldn't agree. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. He admitted this. Um, so he. But but why would any player want to do that to them? Yeah, right. See, there's something that they see that you guys don't, obviously. So, <laughs> but then, um, so uh, obviously we couldn't pay 70 million for a defender in the current climatic condition. So it it was absolutely never going to happen. uh but then yeah that ensured that Mourinho got sacked that position was uh what decided his uh, i mean amongst others but yeah it was a very major important factor that uh, Tottenham's defense was primarily the reason that they couldn't finish in the top 4 and also win a trophy now uh yeah left back i was okay uh, with Ben Davies but then uh, the club decided to send Ryan Sessing on on a loan and that made it uh, clear that we needed a, a with Danny Rose out of the squad we needed a, a you know a first choice because uh, say what you may but Ben Davies is an average player as a bang average player a uh, consistent but very average and mm. in, in a defense that's already uh, you know i don't know leaky he was probably not the right fit but then regulon was an exciting deal i think probably i was more happy uh, because that that came out of nowhere uh, and it was sort of a freebie uh, you know a freebie or a sweetener in in a deal that involved bail but i was glad for the price of 25 million uh, although obviously there was a clause in his contract that would allow him to go back to real madrid if they come in for about 40 million if i'm not wrong so uh, but still uh, i didn't like how it ended the season ended for him because he was disastrous in the last four games very honestly because and he, he, I guess even in the game against I don't remember which team, uh, Leeds. I guess no, he scored an own mm. goal and then uh, no Aston Villa. So he scored an own goal and then uh, another error leading to uh, the second goal of Villa. So yeah, the last few games were uh, terrible from him. But still, I think he's someone with a good potential, and yeah, one for the future. I'm I'm, I'm still happy with that signing. um yeah, yeah uh, obviously again another important position we needed was a backup to harry kane uh mm-hmm. so loan deal made sense because uh, you look at how many successful strikers have been imported from other leagues or probably been bought up uh, it, it's mm-hmm. it's disastrous i guess the numbers are not really in the favor because you saw so many big big name signings fail uh and uh, so it was definitely a risk so it was a good deal that they st- uh, stuck up with him coming on a loan with an option to buy uh, thank you i mean i i was skeptical at that moment because uh, he he looking at the way his career turned out you know he started off as a defender uh, played as a midfielder then started and then became a striker and then had just one good season at benfica yeah. i wasn't really convinced because uh, yeah talent wise definitely i mean there must be something and mm. he's portuguese and more in wanted him and 
but it, it, it more looked like a Daniel Levy signing. We were short of options because it's uh, let let's be honest, no one wants to come to Spurs to be to play second fiddle to Harry Kane, and um, so we had to deal with the options that we had. Uh, I I actually wanted uh, Giroud to come in, but then again he wouldn't uh, because he knows that he's not gonna play much. And he's got a better chance of playing at Chelsea rather than uh, Tottenham, even though Werner came in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, so that, that continues. That that search for a, a second striker continues this season because I don't expect Spurs to make this option permanent. I'm sure he'll head back to Benfica and we are going to be in the market again for the second striker. And probably, I mean, if, if Kane leaves, in all honesty, I think we need two more strikers. So, one quality and one uh, centre-back. So, uh, one as a backup. But then again, Vinicius—he yeah. did score goals when he was uh, called in. But let's admit that it was against uh, lesser-known teams in the Europa League. So uh, again, he didn't fair, fair enough to him. He didn't get game time. But then I'm sure that must be because he probably isn't up to the mark from what has been seen in the mm-hmm. training. Uh, and arguably. For the signing of the season, Hoybier, uh, I, I guess uh, Mourinho, again, a, a typical Mourinho's player. Um, he needed a defensive midfielder. He got one because there are absolutely no out, outright uh, DMs at Tottenham. And mm-hmm. uh, what a phenomenal job he's done. I mean, he, he's he's played every minute of the Premier League. And, and he's yeah. also played games in the Europa League and the uh, Cups as well. So, absolutely phenomenal. He's a warrior, uh, a Viking warrior and I, I obviously, I mean, in in our previous uh, episodes as well, I kept saying, you know, they, if there is one person uh, who probably would face a burnout, it's going to be Hoybier. Probably not even Harry Kane, but Hoybier. And it showed, you know, you could see a decline in the last eight to nine games uh, in in the, yeah. I mean, in the league. So it was expected yeah. because when you play every minute, I mean, uh, no matter yeah. how, I mean, you cannot keep that consistency. But overall, I guess uh, he's a very, very uh, good signing. And net net, we spent two million on him. So uh, with the Kyle Walker uh, Peters deal, so absolute steal. I, I think I still think he's got a, a good. I don't know. You know, the kind of role that he's going to play next season will depend on the manager. Uh, mm-hmm. He he was a Mourinho signing, and uh, I I won't be surprised that uh, if the club decides to sell him now, if a good deal comes up, because. Uh, we have Oliver Skip, who is still capable. Uh, maybe he's not an outright uh, defensive midfielder, but he's. I think he's the one for the future for at Tottenham. Uh, his loan, mm. he he did really really well uh, for Norwich. He, he was in, he was he was the. I I guess he was selected in the player of the. Uh, uh, he made it to the team of the season in the championship, and he was probably even mm. you know man, he 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 sort of got man of the match what week in week out at Norwich so. Really interested in uh, seeing him coming back, but then again, I I, I would love to uh, hold on to Hoybier because he's one of the very few people who's got that winning mentality at Spurs. So we need players like him. But then again, he, he's done pretty well for me. Uh, Joe Hart, uh, I wouldn't get there too much. I I guess uh, he was. I I uh, see. There's an issue of homegrown quota at Spurs. Uh, and although I mean, Gazaniga was still available. I I I still didn't understand. I would prefer Gazaniga over uh, Joe Hart any day as a second keeper. To be very honest, I mean, fair play to Joe. Uh, 
with the credentials that he's got he i think i would say that he was brought in for a very specific role that is to uh, have a a winner in a uh, in the dressing room i mean i've heard from so many people that joe hart is quite vocal and you know he is someone who maintains that uh, camaraderie in the dressing room and ensures that you know yeah. uh, he motivates people and stuff but it should have been for that you know uh, i i still think gazaniga should have been the second choice but anyway uh, i think uh, the club decided to send him on loan in jan and also he's left the club his contract got terminated but so i i it appears that joe hart will continue to be uh, the second choice keeper um, i'm really not too sure you know uh, loris is pushing i guess i mean I, I, he it it should it, it i won't be surprised if he decides to move on and we decide to bring in a keeper or probably another another season at least but yeah um performances wise it has been sloppy it hasn't been that great um so it is again a hit or miss uh, uh signing for me mm-hmm. so whom did i miss gareth bale of course i mean <laughs> uh i don't know united fans say is a disaster sky call him a flop but let me remind everyone that he scored more goals than edinson cavani in less games and uh that in sekavani apparently is a super signing so let's just leave it there okay i i, I think he's had a phenomenal impact he was he's, he's probably in terms of key goals has he scored enough key goals like at at important moments i would say yeah compared to kavani um may not be that but again a uh, uh, fair play to gareth bale he wasn't played uh, at all in the second half of the season by mourinho i mean that's his fault i would blame him for that um but whenever he was on the pitch and spurs were lacking creativity he made an impact he, be it coming off the bench or be it starting the games i think the kind of impact that he has had that resulted in the games turning our way was extraordinary and uh, he's he's i guess he's got the best uh, goals per minute ratio in the premier league in the entire premier league and that shows the kind of impact that he's had uh, obviously he's not the player that he used to be uh, but he still got the pace he still got that decisiveness he can still take on players um mm. yeah uh, we we still end up paid what paying 40% of his wages uh 250 250000 dollars somewhere on i mean uh, somewhere on that figure but the question that the club will now have is is it worth keeping him for another season at that wages now uh, mm. uh we really don't know his contract situation madrid might be like no we're not going to foot 60% of his bill we probably will end up footing only 40% you would take up the remaining 60% and so that would be the decider uh, because he's got a contract obviously he's not going to accept uh, lower wages but then again um, it's all going to be on danilo and I, i would love to see him honestly uh, back at the white hart lane for another season uh, i mean if he is managed well his his game time is managed well and uh the front three of son bale and kane is i don't know it, it's still mouth watering and one proper attacking midfielder behind them and they're going to be tearing the league apart so yeah i i i'm satisfied with uh, bale season overall and i'm glad uh, he came back because uh, more than i mean i i think it pleased a lot of fans um so going back through those memories it was it was a, it was really nice to 
see him on a, in a Spurs shirt again. So, I mean, we talked about, you know, I mean, uh, all the su- summer signings and all the summer transfers so far. And, and it seemed like Tottenham had started the season well, I mean, pretty well. Yeah. There was obviously that, uh, you know, big match at Old Trafford where, where Tottenham won 6-1. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you you had a false start against Everton, losing 1-0 yeah. at home, but then you reversed it with the 5-2 at, at, at Southampton. Yeah. Uh, and there were, you know, big, you know, important wins against City and Arsenal, 2-0 yeah. wins. And at, after 12 matches, you were actually top of the table, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and from there onwards, it, it seemed like, uh, you know, suddenly it was a very different team. You had a very poor December, Jan and Feb, seven losses. Horrible period. What, 12 games, uh, knocked out of the FA Cup narrowly, 5-4 against Everton. Yeah. So, what exactly worked in the initial part of the season? What changed? And, and you know, what, what caused the season to, you know, derail and, uh, you know, Spurs losing form after that? Um, see, what worked is very, 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 very evident. And I thank Mourinho for that because I, I, I really never expected uh, to see that. Although, I mean, they're definitely world-class players, but uh, Kane and Son teaming up. To an extent where they were demolishing teams week in, week out. I mean, that was just a joy to watch. Um, so, I, I believe, I mean, we all can agree that uh, De Bruyne is the best passer in the league. And I would definitely, I, I've been saying this for a, a while now. And uh, Harry Kane is up, up there, almost. A close second, I would say. So, uh, fair play to Mourinho for spotting it. For making play a little deeper and I mean they, they, I mean it, it's it's not something that has uh, you know cropped up all of all of a sudden I mean this is uh, years and years of work in the training uh, I mean they're good friends off the pitch as well and they just understand each other pretty well and this just worked out because it it, mm-hmm. uh, it caught teams and these guys are quick and fair play Lucas Moura is also quick and you know you when you just see three fast Three quick men running uh, against two, I think that terrifies defenders. So, this was a secret mantra, I would say, in the first few games. And it definitely took teams by surprise. And uh, coming to the derailment, you know, why teams, uh, I mean, why uh, we sort of started failing apart. I mean, set pieces were one. Mm. This is uh, a straight and an obvious uh, gaping hole that was uh, in the defense. I think. We just conceded way too uh, from set pieces. Uh, I've been crying, you know, even in our uh, podcast that we needed a set piece yeah. coach. But um, that is definitely uh, one one big factor. Uh, I think teams started to figure out that uh, you know all they did was uh, you know Kane. Prob- I mean, the players were passing it around to Kane and so on, and then you start off. You you try to stifle them, and that's it. Uh, it's the end of the Spurs attack. And obviously, we started sitting deep and uh, the defenders were not as good as uh, what Mourinho expected or wanted. You needed players that were technically yeah. uh, gifted in order to, you know, uh, play, 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 play the ball from the back and sort of ensure that there were no mistakes to keep the ball. That did not happen. Uh, we uh, soaked in too much pressure and... Yeah, the defense crumbled, man. Uh, Eric Dyer, Serge Aurier, these 
ஆஃபுல்ட்ச் uh the reason i fell in love with this club was uh with the flair that they were playing football they were always known to uh, play with the flair um that flair was gone and it was absolutely awful to watch and i partly blame mourinho for that uh uh i mean let, let, we'll get to the uh point where whether was he right or not later but uh yeah i mean his teams were known to be boring but this was beyond boring now so mm. i guess that's sort of started to you know when you have an attacking talent like kane son dale uh, and dombele in your ranks and you play uh, horrible football like that it it affects it affects the dressing room i think uh, people started losing that belief um although although talks of you know title contenders were premature uh, it was it was yeah. it was just media sort of hyping it so that they can take uh, mocks first at a later time point in time but uh, yeah that i guess the crappy defense that we've had and there are basically no ideas i mean i i i i'm starting to believe all those rumors where uh, you know apparently uh, spurs players did not have any clue what to do apart from passing the ball to son and kane so there was absolutely zero creativity and let me i don't know uh, if we've ever discussed this point i think we missed a, uh, a player like erickson uh erickson's presence i i think we discussed this far too many times for arsenal that they did not have a proper number 10 but looking back mm. i think spurs needed that more than anyone else uh and the importance of christian erickson was felt you know at a later point in time mm. so that obviously going in next summer i it doesn't matter delhi ali hitting form because I don't see Delhi Alley as a proper number 10 he, uh, because yeah he he is good because he makes those runs and uh, he uh, looks for the pass and he scores goals that's his strength he's not a, tro- a typical yeah. Ericsson esque player so I think you know e- even in the interview if you watch this interview with uh, uh, Gary Neville Harry Kane just said the you know uh, yeah I mean things might look dull but you never know it's just one or two players that can make a difference in a team you look at what happened with liverpool yeah. what happened with city and i yeah one defender one uh, one really strong center back and one attacking midfielder and we might see a completely different spurs i mean so i'm still hopeful uh, in that aspect so yeah i guess that is what went wrong uh and dombele was not i mean uh, we've seen flashes of brilliance again from him but uh, he he couldn't fulfill the role of a central attacking midfielder so yeah it was it was some really close puzzles but we couldn't really uh, you know make the jigsaw but like as you said uh, i guess those big, those defeats in 3 months you know i think some of them were just horrible how i i still can't understand how we lost to west ham they did a double over us and hmm. uh i think i mean had a pretty pretty good season right so sorry i mean west ham had a pretty oh, solid def- season for this definitely I, i think yeah uh, definitely uh, a pretty good season i would i would give them an a plus 
and yeah i mean i think i think that run that you're talking about uh, i mean you, i think you lost to brighton um leicester at home i think was another yeah uh, loss yeah yeah i mean i think i think it all started with uh a, the de- defeat at liverpool if i'm not wrong i think we lost uh, hmm. we, we drew with palace then we lost to liverpool then we lost to leicester we uh, although our cup run was good i think but then it was against stoke and brentford so hardly any complaints but yeah i mean hmm. we drew against wolves then there was that uh, shocking draw uh, at fulham i still don't understand how that happened but then uh, yeah uh, lost to city lost to chelsea lost to liverpool uh, the fa cup exit uh, it, it it was it, it was like a roller coaster i guess and it all ended with that defeat at uh, dinamo zagreb i have i still can't get my head around how we lost that having gone up 2-0 in the first leg so i think yeah. that now that you know about it like i mean when you talk about that uh, that the night against zagreb i mean what transpired on that night like i mean did i mean did mourinho completely lose the plot and i mean was that like uh, that i mean that was like the at the death knell for his first managerial career sure, definitely right? i mean i think uh, see up to that point uh, the fans were already uh, you know they started criticizing the style of football no one was really interested in watching spurs play anymore but it was i mean they still supported mourinho or you know uh, or had hope that because you know we we just might end up uh, winning the uh, europa league and also have a good chance at winning uh, the carabao cup i mean uh, these were the hopes yeah. but then that night hmm. the, the in the manner in which we lost i think pissed off a lot of players number one I I wouldn't be surprised if Harry Kane decided you know that's it I'm done. There's a, I don't see uh, myself winning a trophy here. Um probably he still had a hope but then that was uh, sort of dashed when Mourinho was sacked a week before the final cup final. So uh but then yeah I think that that was a night that uh, probably uh, you know I think Mourinho still got his chance after that. okay i i i wouldn't uh, say that was the end because but still uh, the refi- the results after that were also extremely poor uh, and that game against mm. united oh my god uh, that is another uh, shit show of a performance and yeah i think yeah i think that sort of uh, drew the curtains for uh, mourinho and sorry can you remind me the i mean so uh, which is a match after which he was uh sack was it the i think it was if it was after the everton oh. draw if i'm not wrong because uh, the game oh, against okay. southampton was uh, mason's first game in charge and we played city okay. after that but so yeah the defeat at old trafford no the defeat at the spurs stadium and then followed by the draw at uh, goodison yeah yeah that's so. right so uh, i mean you also mentioned the league cup final right uh, mourinho being sacked yeah i would say this few days before the league cup final do you think that hampered the preparation if if there was any i i'm pretty sure there was but uh, do you think if mourinho was there he, he would have uh, i mean spurs would have had a better chance of winning it or do you think he had i mean he had completely lost the dressing room by then and you know you would have lost anyways see i i uh, people keep pointing the fact that we've beaten man city 
quite successfully mm. with Mourinho uh, yeah. earlier, earlier in the season, season uh, even in the last season as well. So we we did a double over them. Uh, mm. So keeping that track record, one would argue that you know probably Mourinho would have should have been given a chance, but yeah. we don't know what has happened uh, behind the scenes because it was premature. I mean, even from <laughs> even if I hate Daniel Levy, uh, I think he definitely would have. thought this through before sacking him for the cup final i think uh, that should tell us that you know things were that bad in the dressing room i really don't mm. maybe the players just went up to the chairman and told them that hey this is what it is and you know just yeah. sack him uh, but then you know even i would probably i i at that time i had said you know yeah uh, be you know keeping players happy was the probably the most important thing and uh, a new manager bounce could be what was the missing factor in uh, that needed uh, the, for the players to sort of perform well but then in the hindsight since we anyway lost i probably you know would now think that we probably should have you know uh, stuck with mourinho and you know it's all a game of ifs mm. and buts but then uh, yeah. yeah so uh, it was so close i mean obviously we didn't have any chance but the scoreline says that it was really close to be to be very i mean to be very rational i think for eight i mean Till City scored the goal, it was still nil-nil. Yep. All it did was probably one, one uh, slip in concentration, Son in a great position, and you know you never know how that. I mean that result could have gone either ways. Right? It was that sort of and, thing. Because Spurs, yeah. I mean, even though City were dominating, they they essentially failed to score. Exactly, exactly. Right? So that that's one criticism that I I'm sure I mean should go to Kane and Son. They failed to turn up in that game. and this has happened in the past as well i mean uh, big games i i i guess obviously they're world class no doubt about it and they would be winning trophies left right and center if they leave but mm. i i guess i expected them to uh, turn up and show a bit more of probably take the game into their own hands and sort of make a difference i guess there's no mm. i mean you could say the same thing about arsenal as well uh two teams that probably were playing some very good football they do not have an impact player someone that can take the game by the scruff of the neck and then just just turn it around while city mm-hmm. liverpool uh, uh you know have bundles of such players uh, probably i mean i would mm-hmm. place bruno also into that in that category but uh, i i really don't see that i don't know if it's the lack of confidence or if it's the lack of ability but yeah uh, i think that that's what costed us the league uh, the carabao cup final so we i mean we briefly touched upon on jose right and um, obviously there's there's this conundrum about you know whenever i mean i think clubs by now are aware that you know when you get jose you're also getting his baggage yeah. and uh, he's 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 very different from uh, a typical manager right uh, but what he's at least achieved in his previous uh, with his previous clubs is is trophies yeah, right yeah. he's he, uh, irrespective of you know how he manages his players whether his players like him or mm-hmm. not uh, his his style of football he still won trophies even even though people would classify his time at united a failure um, he's done it with inter uh, chelsea obviously porto yeah yeah uh, do you think I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, at at it had reached a point at Spurs where it was no longer sustainable. But in, uh, I mean, as Spurs fans, do you think uh, it was the, the right time to sack him? And when I say the right time, or do, or do you think uh, you know, giving him another full season would have made sense? Uh, 
um it's a it's a difficult question to answer really because uh you know kane and son had faith in morinho until the last moment and that tells us something okay um uh, so you know this this takes me back to 2019 when mauricio pochettino said that it's going to be a painful rebuild and we didn't back him number one yeah. uh it's the same players who got morinho's i mean uh, it's the same set of players who got both the managers sacked and trust me i, I think both yeah. both are world class yeah one is a very good young manager and one is absolute world class manager and both of them are gone mm. because the same set of players did not turn up in games okay so mm. yeah I, i mean definitely jose will have to take blame because of his tactics because of his stubborn rigidness or his lack of taking the dressing room uh, into his control or losing it rather but uh, it doesn't matter if uh, we bring in conte if it doesn't matter if we hire back mauricio pochettino i think i don't think any manager with this current squad would succeed at uh, spurs okay i think there are a set of players that need to be sacked immediately mm. uh, terminate the contract take a financial hit if possible because without doing that mm. i don't think we are going to succeed i don't think no manager can coach them all right what do you want to name them <laughs> dude there are many i, I it's just there's no point in taking names but i'm i'm not afraid to take names as well because i mean it's it's very 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 evident um because dude i i i really think not it's not just about the performances on the pitch i feel that it's yeah. the uh harmony that they're sort of disrupting in the dressing room uh, and and call me what call me out for saying this i think uh sir jorier and dombele and uh, musa sissoko are at the forefront of this i'm not even kidding right you, mm. you you remember you remember yeah. when uh, joe uh, i mean joe sacramento in the uh, tottenham's uh, you know uh, documentary said that musa sissoko i mean has a, a, a holds too much of control in the dressing room and people were more you know surprised i mean people were all laughing it's like how how can that happen mm. that wasn't a joke okay the mm. failed relationships with sir jorier him calling in, him out openly the failed re- relationship with endombele that was sort of repaired by daniel levy did have a part to play and, and what about uh, i mean uh, when you talking about failed relationships yeah, i mean what of about course. dele ali rose yeah, yeah i'm i'm definitely yeah. coming to that uh, dele's one was mm. i mean danny rose ignore i think he was sort of uh, he was nowhere near the first team level um but he was he definitely was right uh, when he called mm-hmm. out saying that you know there are players who are shit in training and you still decide to play with them week in week out uh, so he was essentially yeah. admitting that he was shit but he was still you know prefer i, I think presumably that was to dele and uh, eric dyer um, mm-hmm. you can spice things up the way you want with that uh, statement but mm-hmm. um So yeah I mean Danny Rose he was way past his prime um, we've seen that for a few seasons and uh, hmm. uh, he was he was offered ways uh, to move out of the club and get regular first team football action he decided not to so that's up to him but he's been a good servant and uh, you know since we are, uh, his name came up I think uh, he deserves a good uh, goodbye I think uh, I I I feel Spurs have not given him a good farewell 
uh, a tweet hmm. doesn't work i mean he probably was a longest hmm. serving player uh, till the end of the season so uh, yeah hmm. but the delhi ali situation yeah um you know <laughs> morino called him out for being a lazy trainer uh, he sort of had a reaction to that i would say uh, and the reaction was pretty good he i mean he's good goals i mean what else hmm. i mean that I, i was happy because yeah but he couldn't sustain his place in the squad right for whatever yeah uh, so again uh, he's someone who's got a strong temperament okay uh, and hmm. anyone with a strong temperament under morinho is a bad choice so you see yeah. hard working people uh, people who are willing to give their 100% they had the best season under hmm. morinho and I, i'm going to take names i mean loris had a blinder of a season i mean yeah he did not keep keep hmm. clean sheets but Dude, look at his. He's got the best uh, save ratio in the entire Premier League, better than Emi Martinez. Hmm. He's he's saved the most number of shots. So uh, he's had a very good season personally. Hoybier had a br- br- brilliant season. Son, Kane, and these guys are the ones hmm. who I believe. Lucas Moura had a, I mean, fairly uh, comparatively better season, and these guys are the ones who are yeah. willing to put their head down and train, right? And then you have Dele Alli who yeah. had a. i think a good patch but then uh, i don't know what has happened in the training we know how he is and but i was glad i mean yeah uh, maybe you you might had i mean morinho had to use some different tactics in order to manage him i i don't think it ended well but mm. i still think there is a player in delhi uh, mm. but i don't know if it's too late for him to sort of regroup but i mean England team had used to have five to six players. Half the squad were from Tottenham. Okay, two seasons, mm-hmm. not even two, one and a half year back, and now there's just one in the Euro mm-hmm. squad, right? So that that mm-hmm. speaks of the decline that these guys had have had uh, personally. But yeah, um, um, again, De- Delhi Ali has a specific skill set. I I keep telling this. Uh, you have to play him in a certain way. in order for him to mm. play effectively and any other way he he's not versatile i would uh, i would argue with people who call him yeah. versatile he's not versatile yeah mm. you could i wouldn't go to an extent where i would call him one dimensional but then you put you he's got a specific task to do and you know that task is to he he's a goal scoring midfielder right you allow him mm. to play yeah. that role and he's going to do a good job so whoever is coming in yeah. I, god forbid if antonio conte comes in they're going to be mass murders at tottenham i'm telling you for some reason i i i want him because he's going to weed out this negativity and uh, just chuck players out uh, he doesn't care uh, for relationships and egos so uh, yeah uh, so that brings to my next point i think uh, no matter which manager comes in there's going to be a, uh, a clear out at tottenham hotspur uh call it a fire mm. sale i think it's it's time to sort of uh, uh make players leave before you know and and start a rebuild i think that that's the only way forward for the club but it's not a easy market to sell either yeah right? i mean definitely uh i mean looking at potential suitors as well as the transfer fees i think it's 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 the worst climate that you can wish for uh, for a clear out so Uh, which is why which is why it's very very important that i i, th- I think uh, not just that you know even the uh, uh, the way uh, dan olivia has got his chips wrong 
and the Europa Super League debacle. I mean, how can we finish this podcast without discussing that? So mm-hmm. I, I think that had uh, he. I mean, let's 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 be honest. I think his job is on the line. Uh, you would say, I guess, there's a lot of backlash. Uh, you know, from the fans, uh, from all quarters, and. Mm. So this is, I think, the last opportunity for Levi to uh, Daniel Levy to get it right. I, if he screws this up, mm-hmm. I think um, there, there's there's going. I mean, there's still massive uh, protests and and people are calling yeah. calling uh, calling him out to sort of sort of step down and walk away. But then this is his last chance, and I would hope that you know, although it's it's tricky. I I can understand from his point of view as well, but it's tricky because. Uh, look! Look out the look at the lost revenue that we had from you know the lack of ticket sales and the concerts that were supposed to come in and the NFL matches. Yeah, yeah. I think plus it's going to be a harder market to sell. If you think about definitely, it. yeah, because I mean pe- people know that we are desperate to sell and they're gonna undercut uh, whatever bids that we sort of have for them. And yeah, I mean it's very clear. In order to bring in players at Tottenham Hotspur, we have to sell players. It's it's very very simple, and we already are in what a, we have a, a debt of what over one billion dollars. We lost approximately mm. around two hundred million in uh, net revenue this season. So that's almost the uh, net levels of of Real Madrid and. Barcelona. I mean, yeah, correct. So, uh, COVID struck us bad. I definitely, undoubtedly, because uh, a club like Tottenham, which was efficiently run. Uh, you have to understand that. No, but you also have to, I mean, factor in the fact that, you know, your the new stadium was completed uh, just in time when, you know, the pandemic started. Exactly. So that was unfortunate timing as Correct. well. Correct. So, yeah, th- th- this sort of uh, makes the situation even worse, I would say. Um, I think yeah. the only uh, plus point that we could look forward to is uh, hopefully the... The naming rights conundrum is going to be uh, resolved. We might be let's let's mm. hope that we find a naming rights partner, and that probably would uh, you know uh, give us some cash to spend. I, I guess they're also looking at ways to sort of restructure the uh, debt within the uh, you know organization to see if mm. something can be done. You know, maybe a refinance that would allow to uh, allow the club to. Put it back into player, say, play, I mean, player acquisitions and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's a big summer, and uh, obviously the biggest out of all is the hurricane situation. You know, uh, what would transpire on that and Son's contract. So, it's going to be a very, very, very uh, busy summer at Tottenham Hotspur, and I'm still, I have no idea why we don't have a head coach appointed yet. I think that's 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 another, uh, yeah, because see. What today is 29th of May, and hmm. I think before any transfers are done, I'm sure the manager situation has to be, uh, you know, hmm. sorted. I I I think Mori, uh, Pochettino wants to come back, but PSG is definitely hmm. not letting him go. They're not willing to let him go, and obviously, uh, yeah. so I guess unless and until the situation with Le- uh, Leonardo is sorted, I don't see that happening, hmm. and that's not good news for us because Antonio Conte for some reason is interested in managing Tottenham Hotspur I've, and we are in the conference league I, I don't know what's with what's with Tottenham man uh, 
we we end we, somehow we make it to the super league uh, you know elite club we still attract good managers world class managers i would say so yeah but i i, I don't see i mean uh, if we keep conte waiting real madrid are going to snap because i i think allegri is done they they just have two options right now uh, it's either going to be conte or pochettino for madrid and if psg are not willing to let him go i mean what we'll end up with graham potter there's also mourinho i mean mourinho is obviously gone to roma but yeah <laughs> uh, there aren't too many options right now unless you want to yeah. people like uh, graham potter and uh, roy hodgson i mean roy hodgson is retired i guess for good <laughs> i hope so but yeah i mean eric ten hag uh, a potential suitor graham potter uh i think simone uh, inzaghi was uh, leading the Gaultier. race but uh, now that he's sign, uh, signed with inter that's that's out of the this this goaltier also goaltier oh, yeah. the the lead but coach it up, it appears is going to ogc knees no oh, okay moving i think yeah moving back closer to his yeah. family okay yeah. so yeah i mean you i mean you touched upon important um, stuff here but to kind of sum it up uh, it i mean not to sum it up i would say i think it uh, also boils down to the futures of you know probably tottenham's two best players mm-hmm. kane and son kane has obviously made it very i mean it's it's public that he's put in a transfer request um do you see spurs holding on to him somehow uh, for longer uh, and uh, what about son do you think son might also be tempted to move away from uh white hart lane or uh, do you see son probably become becoming the next you know uh, the next most important player for spurs um okay um so from what i hear from the club sources i mean the lot of people who have been who are who know what's happening at tottenham have confirmed that kane hasn't uh, handed in a transfer request it's more of a come and get me plea right and i i guess uh, it's and it's going to be a very 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 difficult uh, deal to uh, go through because i don't think spurs are going to look to sell him for anything less than 150 million number one mm. uh, he's off to the euros now so definitely they've got to wait till uh, the euros are done number two mm. number three um from his comments it appears that it was sort of a i don't know an ultimatum to daniel levis that you know get us uh, get it sorted or else i'm gone right mm. so um yeah i mean you you should also uh, think that oh, i mean even though i guess manchester city is probably the only club that is that can afford him and i, I wonder if they're going to end up paying um, 150 million for a 20 year 28 year old i mean it, i don't think the money should be a problem for any club uh, he he's definitely a guaranteed 25 goal prem in premier league every year that would make it what 40 goals yeah. a year and it's peanuts yeah. okay for any club like that if yeah. an offer like that is peanuts and hmm. so yeah i th- i think uh, that's the missing piece uh, in a jigsaw for uh, city imagine him de bruyne mares on the wing uh, yeah. it, 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 it's just trouble and premier league can turn into a farmers mm-hmm. league so but the, again yeah, it's a very like like correct but i guess uh, uh, having yeah. said that i think uh, given the current situation at spurs if city does uh, given a couple of players i think daniel levy would probably think about it definitely 
So a big decision on that. And coming to Son, I mean, let let's be honest, uh, he thrives when he he's got that assistance from Kane. And I I mm. for some reason uh, Son has proven he uh, over the past that he can sort of uh, you know lose confidence uh, and have some patchy moments and. Uh, that's really i mean you saw i mean second half is he was literally ineffective uh, the first the first and yeah. second seasons are like you know classic two halves so um but then again uh, from what i'm hearing uh, his contract situation is sorted he's expected to sign a new contract uh, but then again mm-hmm. i i just hope that it doesn't turn out to be uh, like abomeyang's uh, but mm-hmm. then again i think whatever contract is going to be there it's going to be a long term one they uh, say four four years at least uh, but that yeah. if the if they manage to do that i think that's some statement um, i would say hmm. so probably might even persuade kane to wait it out another season hmm. uh, wait for yeah. the the situation to sort of soften i think once uh, we're out from this pandemic things might uh, become better so i i i have a belief that kane will stay for another season but this season is going to be mm. extremely critical i guess so yeah i mean yeah i i see i have a very simple theory uh, i think daniel levy's what he's graduated from yale if i'm not wrong or some ivy league school he understands economics mm. he understands how money works he's a very smart man from what we all know it's it, it comes down to mm. simple math okay imagine kane leaves all right and he's been scoring the majority of the goals for the club for the last couple of years mm-hmm. how much does it cost to replace him very simple uh, and how successful how sure can you be look at morata look at uh, uh, werner look at i don't know uh, Ab- i wouldn't say abramovich but i mean joe linton lot of big money signings mm-hmm. uh, you know strikers who've come mm-hmm. in i mean gabriel jesus for that matter so mm-hmm. what is the success yeah. rate it's it's minimal uh, so would you be taking a risk by okay you might sell him for a 100 or 120 million let's say you spend 60 70 million on a striker how how uh, mm-hmm. sure are you that they will be a, a shining light and it's not just in premier league uh, i think what last season we were all raving up about uh, victor ashiman's transfer to napoli how how did that turn out yeah i mean jonathan yeah. david to uh, lil how did that i mean although they won the uh, the title i think he had a decent season yeah, but again it, it's nowhere near to what came yeah, correct so from an economics point of view it, it's better off to invest money right now bring in some good players mm-hmm. that would actually keep the players happy and get that piece of silverware rather than leave, yeah. uh, letting kane go i think it's a very very simple decision uh, that he has mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. i i just hope he, he doesn't overcomplicate it that was uh... quite a passionate uh, discussion kb yeah, <laughs> and uh, i think we've almost come to the end of it um, yeah so before we kind of uh, end if you had to i i think this is a pretty straightforward one who would be your player uh, for i mean your top harry kane Let, let's move on i mean <laughs> can there's, there's no question too bad it's not good. too bad it doesn't i mean it seems un- unlikely you'll hold on to him for next season yeah hopefully yeah and if you had to name one game of the season what would it be uh right off the bat it definitely is the battering of united at 
Old Trafford, it was oh my god, it was just pleasing, man. I, I was so happy. Obvi- obviously, the United fans would have the last laugh, but I was so happy that some of them had to refrain from social media. It was just delightful, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think all football fans were happy with that result. So, but then uh, starting to think of it, right? I think I was most surprised. Uh, with the win against Leicester on the final day, because that was I, I didn't expect that. Very honestly, I yeah, I was resigned to the fact that Arsenal are finally going to celebrate Saint Tottenham's Day, and it looked like that up to 60th minute, 70th minute. I think people were like, "Yeah, this is done." Yeah. But then we came back. So I, I will. I don't know. Uh, now that the season has ended, probably I think the Leicester game would have been, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think those two are going to be my uh, contenders for the game of the season. Hmm. And if you had to give uh, Tottenham uh, a rating out of 10 for the season, what would it be? Can I give them minus one? Because from my expectations, that was a disaster. But I guess there were, obviously, I mean, Kane winning the uh, uh, Golden Boot as well as the Playmaker Award. Uh, Eric Lamella, I hope, hopefully he'll win the play, uh, goal of the season, the Premier League goal of the season. Hmm. Against that strike at Arsenal, I think that was brilliant. What is the result of that match? Could you remind me? I don't know. I know. I, I let's not get there. But then, yeah, we finished above you. So, I think we we had the last laugh on that. But yeah, I think that was a pretty, uh, uh, I think, brilliant goal. And but then, yeah, I, to be very honest, I wouldn't think anything beyond a four uh, would warrant uh, Spurs. I guess four out of ten would be a fair rating. Mm. All right. Uh, thanks, KV. Awesome conversation again. Uh, hope to catch you uh, during the Euros. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a solid gap of three months this time between now and the next season. And uh, hope to see you uh, see you suffer a little more next season. Likewise, well. Supreet. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>